Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey, Amplifiers. You know, today we have a guest who is a rock star professional when it's coming to help people increase the value in their business. You know, you build a business, you want it to operate, you want it to grow, you want it to be successful, but at the end of the day, you want it to be valuable because there is an end game in mind. You have to do something with the business at some point, whether that's selling it or passing it on, passing the torch. You want to do the right things and take the right actions so you're making sure that that business is as valuable as possible. And today's guest is a rock star prof- professional when it comes to doing this. Uh, she has her own podcast. She is a business exit expert, small business advocate, entrepreneur, speaker, you name it, she's she's rocking it. She came into being a first-time entrepreneur at age 25 and has really, over the past decade, um, around a decade, transformed her business to be one of the top um, business brokerages around the country. Um, it's really an honor to have her on Growth Amplifiers, and I'm glad to welcome Jessica to Growth Amplifiers. Jessica, thanks for for being here today. Yeah, Kenny, thanks for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. All right, so we we kind of set the stage a little bit talking about you know the importance of thinking about value. Um, before we get into the heart of the topic, if you could kind of just let us know a little bit more about your story. How did you get to uh, this point? of where you're helping people amplify and, and just increase the value in their business. We got you yeah. here today. Yeah, it's a great question. So I started, like you said, I started my first business in my early twenties. Um, it was actually in the wine and spirits industry mm-hmm. and about two years into that business, I, I wanted to make a personal change. So I wanted to move, um, across the country to Colorado where I'm now at. And I decided to sell that business. And and through that process, I realized that there's not a lot of great information or resources for small to mid-sized business owners that are looking to sell their business about the process or how to do it or how to get the most money, which led me into my current business and career, which is business brokerage. Um, And so today we do business brokerage deals um, around the country, mainly in in Colorado, Texas, and Las Vegas are three offices. Um, But we also help people get prepared for their exit. So um, over the last, you know, 10 years, we've noticed that people come to us and they say, hey, I want to sell my business. What's it worth? And then when we give them the number, it's not always a happy conversation, right? Right. (laughs) So we've pivoted a little bit and we've started offering a program called Prep to Sell in order to help people understand how can they get ready uh, for an exit of their business. Like you said, whether it's to sell to a third party or transition to the next generation, how do you get ready for that exit? So you increase the likelihood that the business will sell, but also increase the price that you're paid for it. Right. So it's kind of like following one of Stephen Covey's habits of highly effective people. You want to begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And if you're not thinking about that now, you may be thinking, oh, that's a long time away. I need to focus on my business right now. But every day we're taking actions that are either moving us towards a goal or just keeping us busy. Um, yeah. So what is what are the challenges that you see people facing that prevent them 
from really building value in their business? What are the common things that people run into that are kind of hindering their success? Well, it's a great question. And Kenny, kind of like how you teed it up. I think the biggest um, issue we run into is people don't think about it um, in far in advance. So when we're looking at, um, transactions, 90% of all the people that come to us are selling for a personal reason, not because it was designed in some type of business plan or exit plan. Um, so, you know, my, my, um, exit was, my impetus was I wanted to move across the country. We see people suffering from burnout. Their employees might leave. There might be health issues. A partner might get relocated or new job opportunity. And those are really the things that spur selling a business, not the financial or exit plan that was designed. So the biggest challenge we see is that people put off this urgent thing, right? And, and mm -hmm. for, or the important things, right? As Stephen Covey would say, for more urgent items. And they sit on this and they're like, oh, I'll think about it next year or next year or I'm five years out. Well, to be honest, none of us know when the day is that we're going to have to sell our business. So, you know, my belief is that if you think about your exit and you have options and you design a sellable business at any time, you won't get caught in this. I didn't see this coming. And then you have no time to prepare and you kind of just have to accept whatever offer is on the table. <clears throat> That's pretty huge. You know, yeah. You think about just life and, and how you do have different experiences throughout your life that have you maybe shift course that wasn't expected. I know mm -hmm. for like my father, he didn't have his own business, but he he did work for you know the, the government as a civil engineer. And, and then he had a heart attack unexpectedly and then he was retired. And so like, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't plan on that. Um, so whether it's, something that's good, something that's not so good or just different life will happen. So might as well, right. Might as well yeah. start getting into the planning of, let me just make sure that I'm doing the right things in, in taking the right actions. So if I do need to consider selling, I've already done the homework. I've already uh, crossed my T's and dotted my eyes. Sometimes I say that backwards. I'm like, <laughs> I know we do. I'm like, ah! yeah. <laughs> but, um, so what, what are now we've, we kind of discussed, you know, people just aren't thinking about doing this and they're thinking they're too busy, but I know that that's a, a myth. It's, it's really not something that's true because mm -hmm. people do have time to work on their business. It's probably the most important thing that they should be doing. What are some things that they could be doing that's relatively easy to kind of work in that's going to help kind of increase some of the value? What are some of those things that they could be doing? Yeah. I mean, overall, I think the the first thing is educating yourself about how business sales work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is good education for all business owners too, because it might introduce you to an opportunity to buy a company or grow through acquisition, but you have to understand how the market works. Um, and there's that, you know, there's lots of good information out there. Some great books. I mentioned our prep to sell course, but one is educate yourself. So mm -hmm. you know how the process works. So you're not going into it blind. Um, the second thing is you need to get your financial house in order. So no matter what, no matter how we slice it and dice it, all businesses are valued around the financials of a company. And I think some of the things I'm recommending are going to be like, they're not going to 
have you working on different priorities than your you would normally have running your business. Like normally you would want to maintain your books and records, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same when you're preparing to sell, but there's there's some simple things you need to do, making sure that you're running a clean book books and records business, not too many personal expenses going through the company, things like that. Uh, making sure that your books and records are caught up on a quarterly basis. So you're not, we've had some clients that come to us and they weren't expecting it. And then they have to catch up on two or three years of bookkeeping, right? So having a good cadence of those quarterly reports coming out. So getting your financial house in order is, you know, number two. And then the third one is to really focus on getting yourself out of the operator seat. And again, good business practice, right? I'm sure you've talked a lot about this on your show, but a business is more valuable, the less work an owner does day to day. So figuring out what are those seats and and roles in your company and how many do you occupy? Most business owners occupy two, three, four, five, and the list goes on. And how can you strategically get yourself out of seats over time? And that's not just good, you know, prep for sale practice. That's, that's good business practice. But when we're looking at how, what are the quickest ways to increase value? Not the easiest, because I know these things aren't easy. You know, what are the quickest ways is, is educate yourself about the process. So you know how it's going to work. Number two is to get your financial house in order. And three is to make sure you get yourself out of that operator seat. I like all three. Uh, (laughs) You know, you don't know what you don't know. So as, as soon as you start just knowing what the options are, you can start playing a better hand. Um, number two, as you mentioned, you want to get your finances in alignment. A lot of times, you know, as a marketing advisor and growth coach, when I'm asking businesses just some simple numbers for their business, majority of them aren't really aware. Um, they're not looking at those numbers. And even if you're not looking to sell your business right now, just making sure that you're tuned in to what's happening because you you could be losing in some areas and not even realizing it, or you could have some untapped opportunities and not be taking advantage of them as well. And so just making sure you're working with, with a team, you know, a CPA, CPA accountant, bookkeeper, that's really making sure you're keeping those numbers fresh, but also, you know, working to improve and, and, um, elevate in each of those areas too can have a big impact so it it just really ties into things that like you're mentioning people should be doing um and then they they can have a plan for if this happens here's how we identify it Mm -hmm. so i like the tips they make a lot of sense Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, it's not, it's not different than you would run your business normally. I think it all starts with that mindset of the business needs to be able to be sold at any time, just in case. Right. Now I had came across with a a gentleman who had a decent amount of revenue in his business and he was working a lot, like 50 hours a week in, in the business. And he was trying to sell his business and he got the, the value back, right? And he was like, it, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> it, it basically, you could barely even sell it for any sort of money because it was a job, right? right. So if you're working in the business, as you mentioned, as the number three, you, you could find out that you built something. You could have spent a decade or decades building something. And then you get to the end when you need to make that transition. And because you haven't taken the time in advance, you're, you're getting the rude awakening of you, you didn't set it up right. 
So right. if as people kind of know these things, what are some some smaller things that they might be able to do to start getting into the transition? Because like you mentioned before, there's there's knowing it and then there's getting it into action. Yeah. I think really it's focusing on that moving from an operator to an owner. And, and so when we, when we look at a business, that's an owner based business, meaning the mm -hmm. owner is not working day to day, we call it absentee owner businesses and business brokerage. Mm -hmm. And it immediately allows us, um, to charge 0.5 to two times more on the multiple of earnings. So it's a significant change, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the, the one to start to focus on. And it's also the one that takes the longest time. Let's be honest. Like if you have five roles in your company, you can't just snap your fingers and you're out of them tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the things I like to do is to, with our clients is to sketch out, you know, what is the, org chart or the accountability chart look like in your business. And most businesses have similar roles, sales, marketing, accounting, and then who is ultimately responsible for each of those roles. Once you do that, you want to, and I mentioned this strategically get yourself out of some of those roles. And if you're going to, you're trying to prepare for sale, the roles you want to address first are going to be the riskiest to the buyer. And usually that relates to revenue and customers. So one of the buyer's big fears is if they buy your business, um, the customers will go away after you do because the customers are doing business with you and not the company. So some of those roles you want to focus on first is sales, marketing, customer service, um, trying to get yourself out of the full responsibility for that role. And that could look like Maybe to start, it's just hiring a part-timer or a freelancer, you know, not necessarily a full-time role if you can't afford it, but making progress throughout the, the, the process of it. I like that. You know, a lot of the types of businesses that I work with are other business professionals, business service professionals, or advisors. Uh, just recently hosted a mastermind for business advisors and, and one of the professionals that came in she's a CPA and she's kind of maxed out, right? She's working in the business and she feels like she can't hire on a full-time person, just mm -hmm. the management plus the cost, just all that. And we, we were talking about that. It's like, if you can't take that full leap, even just getting, getting it started, you know, yeah. hiring that virtual assistant, hiring a, a helper, getting an intern, and even if it's just a few hours in that week, but then you could build upon that. But if you never start taking those steps, then you're going to be in that same spot. Um, so just start building the momentum, right? Yeah. And, and getting things moving along. And the other thing I wanted to clap my hands for is you've, you've done something else that's something we advocate for as well is, is kind of productizing your knowledge and expertise into a way that can extract uh, you from being able to help out more people. And I'm referring to exit factor mm -hmm. and, and just some of the things you're doing there. So maybe shine a light in that area for maybe those business professionals that a business attorney or CPA or a marketing advisor who is working with their proprietary knowledge in their, in their minds, how they can start taking that step. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great point. It's actually something we address in our, our business valuation stuff too, is like, how can you productize your service? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we talk about like creating a product of your service 
product-based company or service of your product-based company. So you dip your toes in both markets. But um, how I did it is, is I realized we were doing a lot of one-to-one coaching and anything that can be done one-to-one can also be done one-to-many. Mm. It's just figuring out the right venue for it. So we surveyed a lot of our clients and found that we could go just straight online course and like online courses are really popular right now, but the, um, personal expertise is really important to our clients too. So what we came up with is a group coaching format where we have the online course, that's the background resource, but then we also have, um, small group coaches, uh, small group, um, coaching groups of like five or less business owners. And we meet one time a month. Um, so that way I'm serving one to many instead of one to one consulting arrangements. It also allows me to drop my price point to my customers. Right. So I think in every business you can think if you're doing some type of service, right. And mm-hmm. you're delivering that service one to one, there's a way to deliver it one to many. And you just need to talk to your customers and figure out what's going to be the best method of delivery for them. You know, online courses won't work for everybody. Group coaching won't work for everybody, but there's some type of product there. See a little thumbs up going up. Um, but that, I think that's a great, a great point because there are a lot of courses, but it's not what people know. It's, it's the actions that they take and more importantly, the results that they get. And a lot of people have the greatest intentions of signing up for a course going through the course, completing the course and getting the result. But unfortunately, I don't even want to know the stats. <laughs> but the it's, stats it's low it's like 20 percent, i think complete courses yeah and, yeah, and then low. and then c- continue on and get the result from it right yeah um so they do have value and they can work but when you're in working with either a professional or in a group you can really get a different sense of accountability and you're kind of being a part of that can really help make sure that you're you're following in line uh, it could be really powerful. So it's kind of like c- combining the two could be a really great solution. So I, I love the fact that you've you've done that and you're you're also sharing your message on your podcast, which is which is a really great way to get your word out as well. Can you tell us about what you're doing there? Yeah. So my podcast is called The Deal Board. Um, I host it with my co-host and men- mentor Andy Cagnetta. And it's the same thing, it's delivery of one to many. So um like many professionals, a lot of us get these requests of like, Hey, I just want to pick your brain, right? I have this question and we get, you know, a whole list of frequently asked questions. So we started the podcast and the podcast is basically a brain dump. Like here is picking our brain, right? Mm -hmm. Once a week for 30 minutes. And it's inside the deal world of, of all things, buying and selling businesses. We talk about both sides of the coin. Um, we've been doing it for about two over two years now. So we have over a hundred episodes, but a lot of the most frequently asked questions that we have on there, we have guest stories and things like that, but it's really behind the scenes and, and what goes on in a deal. We also feature a deal of the week every week where we, we dissect the deal. Right. And a lot of our listeners like the numbers. So like, you know, what was its profit and what did it sell for that kind of stuff. But it's been successful in getting that brain dump out to prospects and clients. It's also been really successful for as a training tool for our teams. Right. Mm. So, um, in my offices, I have about 30 different sales brokers and they all listen to it every week. Um, and it's a great training, uh, tool for them as well. Bravo. Well done in many different facets. So now speaking of questions, um, I do have some questions that have kind of, um, 
arose, arisen, <laughs> have, have surfaced up. And so I'll bring them to the table because they, they really fit your expertise. So um, one, this was uh, happening in one of our networking events and it's a business professional in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was chatting about, he was interested in growing his business to acquisition, but really didn't think he was at the point or didn't know if he was at the point to talk to a business broker. He didn't really know the the process. It sounds like one of your courses would be actually a great, great starting point for him, but he's kind of intimidated, right? And, mm -hmm. and then that int intimidation is like, well, that just gets me to just not do anything. Yeah. So for people who are in, in that space, whether it's buying or selling, but they're just kind of, they get a little intimidated. What, where where's a good place to start that would kind of open them up yeah i think so we do have a course called intro to buying businesses and you can find that on exitfactor.com if you're interested but um it's just like it's kind of like buying your first house right mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt to look and to ask questions and um, business brokers that you're going to interact with if you're genuine and I'm just beginning a search and I don't know what I don't know. Business brokers will be very happy to help you and navigate you through that process. Um, there's one major marketplace for all businesses. It's called BizBuySell, um, BizBuySell.com. And you can start looking for businesses and you can see how are they valued and why are they that way. And you can actually inquire right there on the website and be connected with a business broker. And same thing, if, if you're very open and saying, I don't know what I don't know, but I do know I want to pursue growth through acquisition, they will help you through the process. Um, every broker's process is a little bit different, but the basics are the same. You'll have to sign a non-disclosure agreement to get information about the business. And once from there, you'll get a whole pitch deck on what the business is and things like that. Um, business brokers can also help you get connected to bankers and, and talk about acquisition financing and things like that. And I will say like, once you learn the process, it's not a complex process, right? The system for buying a business is, is pretty much the same. Honestly, whether you're buying a $50,000 business or a $5 million business, the, the depth that you investigate the businesses might be different, but the process is the same. Um, so once you get exposed to that, your, your world opens up and there's, there's a lot of opportunity right now to grow through acquisition. I, I would think so. And, um, it's, it sounds like that might be something to consider that if you're looking to grow your business and you haven't ever looked into it before, just, just have a conversation Yeah, because yeah. It's, a, it's a different way and you could potentially, uh, double the size or multiply the size of your business strategically. I wouldn't want to maybe get get too crazy with it, but strategically grow your business um, without having to, you know, do the the typical long long way approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, we see it's it's a faster way to grow your business. There's always risk involved, right? And there's risk mm -hmm. in any business thing, but um, there there's a lot of opportunities saying because. Most of the small businesses are owned by the baby boomer generation in the U.S. Almost, uh, it's over fifty percent are owned by the baby boomers. And as they're approaching retirement, there's going to be a glut of businesses on the market. Um, so there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Some of these businesses, especially if you're not looking for something perfect, and no business is perfect, mm -hmm. but if you're willing to take on like a fixer upper or things like that, you can get them for a, a pretty 
reasonable value. Um, and then as you fold that in or merge it into your company, your company becomes immediately more valuable because your earnings go up, your customers go up, your team size goes up. And I try not to oversimplify this because it's not an easy thing to do and it, it does take work, mm -hmm. um, but it can happen, like you said, very quickly. Like literally overnight, your business could be 50% bigger just through an acquisition. I've seen some companies and uh, seen their growth story. And I, I inquired like, how in the heck did you build this in this short time? And it was through acquisition. They were just looking and they kind of knew what to look for. And they were strategic about doing it. And they were able to do it really uh, efficiently, effectively, and profitably. It yeah. was, so it was really powerful. So just, I guess I, I have one more question for you. So yeah. he, here we have, you know, I'm part of different professional organizations and sometimes those professional organizations have people that have been around for a while and maybe they're on their last hoorah before they're going to retire. And I get a sense that they really didn't plan on an exit plan. They, they don't have a plan of um, selling their business or maybe they do, but they're really not showing any indication that they are. Yep. <laughs> um, any, any, ideas or tips or suggestions for how to start up a conversation like that. If you're seeing like, hmm, that, that might be a good business to acquire. Uh, it doesn't look like they have a plan there. They're probably going to not do anything really good with it. But what would be the, the etiquette to kind of go about doing something like that? Yeah, I think so. And, and actually you bring up one way, like people ask me, how do I source deals? And, and one is through the marketplace, the other is through brokers and the third is through industry associations and relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a great place to find deals. Um, I think it starts with the relationship, right? You can't mm -hmm. walk into a new industry association and just randomly walk up to people and be like, will you sell me your business? Um, you have to have a, that relationship and some trust and respect to ask that question. But once you do, you can say something like, you know, one of my strategies for growing my business is growth through acquisition. Have you, or would you ever consider selling? And that's just the opening. And at mm -hmm. that point, especially for people who haven't considered it yet, um, or are like in the process in their minds of wrapping their, their, their mind around this, you have to be patient right? So these are not deals that happen quickly. Um, sometimes they do, but the, the bulk of them don't. So like if you went on the marketplace, you could probably find and close a deal in less than a year. If you're courting somebody that's not thinking about selling, it may be a multi-year strategy. So you might have to have a bunch of different feelers out there, but patience is the key because they have to really get there themselves. They have to get themselves ready to sell. You also want them to get to a point where they understand the value of the company. Otherwise, they're going to just throw a crazy number at you and you're going to do this whole song and dance and, and not come out with a deal at the end of it. So the opening is very simple. You know, one of my strategies for growing my company is through acquisition. Have you ever considered selling? And then just be patient with the person on the other side of the table. So would that, would somebody who says, you know, I really haven't thought about that, but maybe it's something I should consider would that would probably be a good person to say, Hey, maybe there's the resource that Jessica has that you might want to check out. So even if you're not looking to do this right now, this may be something that you might, might want to be considering so that you can get the best bang for your buck or, or something of that nature. 
Yeah. Yeah. The best value for the business. Thanks for the tee up too, Kenny. Actually I do. So I have a weekly newsletter that I send out for both buyers and sellers. If you go to exitfactor.com backslash tips, mm -hmm. it's one simple executable tip um, on how to increase the value of your business. If you're thinking about selling or if you're thinking about buying, like some of these tips we just talked about one simple, easy to execute um, way to buy a business and grow through acquisition. Um, so yeah, you could, if you're having a conversation, you can refer people to that, or you can just ask the person like, have, do you have any advisors that you're surrounded with that you've already had this conversation with? Because you do want them to have some sort of advice that way they have a reasonable expectation of what the business is worth. And just, you know, the most popular, um, answer I always get, I get two most popular answers. Like, what do you think your company's worth? And it's either a million or 10 million. Everybody thinks that that's what their company's worth. So, and it's not every company's worth those round numbers. Right. So the advice is, is, is helpful at times. And I would, you know, just say that I had a, a gentleman who he, he's running a pretty decent business, but I know kind of how it's set up in the details. And he was kind of trying to court me to buy his business. And I'm just looking at it going, no, the way you've got it set up right now, it would seems like a nightmare. Um, and so that would be another idea of like somebody who, who needs to get their ducks in a row so that they can get the best return on investment. And it's not that if he had it set up, maybe it was something I'd be, I'd consider, but because he doesn't have those things organized, in a particular manner, it, it just seems like more of a, a challenge. So I'm glad I didn't mention his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely keep, keep that confidential. <laughs> um, so if people want to learn more about you, uh, where where would they go and what could they do? Yeah. So as you mentioned before, um, most of our resources are at my website, exitfactor.com. And to get that newsletter, it's just backslash tips. And if you want to learn more about me, about my speaking and things like that, you can visit my website jessicafiakovic.com um, and all my handles um, on social media are Jessica Fiakovic as well. All right. So I'm putting that out on the chat. We did have a question come in from uh, Nancy Coughlin. Do you provide loans for business acquisition? No, we do not provide business acquisition loans. We do have a large partner network um, that provides loans for business acquisitions. Almost every um, bank in the U.S. Um, has some type of business lending program. But Nancy, if you want to reach out to me, I have some great referral partners I'm happy to introduce you to. And thank you, Nancy, for, for tuning in and uh, for asking question. And I think that's a great, great um, point just to remember that you know, we all have a network and to try to make sure that we connect the dots. So I need to be more mindful of asking more questions to the people that I'm connecting with so I can make more introductions. Um, Jessica, you shared a great amount of information here today, but I would ask you if you could share one more piece of advice, just thinking about people who are on their journey now that, you know, sharing a piece of advice that you've learned on your journey that was really helpful to you that someone else may benefit from hearing today. So whenever I'm asked this question, um, one of my friends told me a long time ago that you can't make all the mistakes in business on your own and you need to learn from others. Um, and so that's always my biggest piece of advice is to make sure you're connecting with your um, community, listening to shows like this, learning mistakes and tips and tricks from other people. And that'll fast track your way to success. Excellent. I like it. 
um, learn from the greats on what to do's, but also what not to do's. Save yourself some time, accelerate your progress. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much for for tuning in, for sharing and contributing. If you're if you're catching this on the replay, if you have questions, make sure to reach out to Jessica. If you have questions for growth amplifiers, please let us know as well. We'll include them in upcoming shows. All right. Well, thank you, and we'll catch you on the rerun. All right. Thank you all so much. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.